section sixty five of norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world's story volume eight norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles edited by eva march tappen section sixty five how the early icelanders dressed by j fulford vickery the dress of the northmen from the paucity of material was restricted within certain limits but beyond this it varied as much as taste and dress does in the present day the source from which information can be obtained is the sagas themselves and as the reference to dress therein is necessarily of a casual character only a patchwork description can be afforded but like patches it can be joined into a whole to form a picture although of a very character next to the skin a skirta or surker that is a shirt was worn and this was made of linen for the richer people and coarse woollen for the poorer class it was drawn on over the head and the opening at the neck must not be too large otherwise it might be the cause of divorce it was fastened at the neck with a clasp or stud the shirt-tails should not be seen says the rongespiel or the saga on manners and gives an injunction cut your shirt by a good bit shorter than your kirtle as no respectable man wears flax or hemp inside drawers or breeches of linen were used and were generally slept in when these were dispensed with and only one pair of leg coverings used they were tied over the foot and gothic prisoners of war are so depicted in the colonna triana in rome the cut of trousers varied they were often wide in the leg but it was considered that when narrow they afforded a smarter appearance hose were thought a more stately dress they were long stockings over which short breeches were drawn the hose were sometimes of cloth skins or leather and as they covered the foot were like a long boot reaching to the thighs and spurs were attached to the heels shoes were generally worn and were made high up the ankle or low on the foot according to the wearer's pleasure they were sometimes ornamented with fringe or tassels in king olaf's time it is mentioned in bjorn hit de la campus saga that it was the custom to wear straps which were drawn from the shoe about the leg up to the knee and that only men of the more distinguished class wore them the outer dress was a kirtle or frock made like a shirt it was drawn in at the waist with a guillard or belt which was often of a costly character embroidered with gold and precious stones from it hung a knife and a purse the frock was fastened with a clasp at the neck gloves were used chiefly of deerskin often embroidered with gold mittens were much worn they were of woolen cloth lined with down over the kirtle a cape or short cloak was worn and this article of dress varied greatly in cut and colour the cape most in vogue was called skikya and appears to have been without sleeves or armholes it was fastened across the breast with clasps or buckles or was tied this article of dress is frequently mentioned 
in the sagas as being selected for a present and was then usually of scarlet cloth with gold fringe or costly fur hats were made of felt and so wide in the brim that they covered the face and these were white or gray hats however were in use called russian or danish hats but it is not clear what peculiar shape they possessed worsted or silk caps of the nightcap cut were common they were also made of bear or sheepskin the treya or jacket was introduced later and this fashion came first from germany and found its way to the north cuffle was a sort of overcoat furnished with a hood and sleeves and was worn by both men and women hecla resembled the cuffle and was often of costly stuff it is not clear that it differed in cut from the cowl of the monks the felder was an overcloak much in use it was made very large and lined for warmth often both sides with sheepskins sometimes it was lined with cloth of different colors its value was according to its size its usual length was six feet and three feet broad it was large enough to be drawn over the head when sitting and to cover the body when lying down the breadth is given as quoted but as in the gragas it is stated that it should be capable of being folded thirteen times across the price varied with the number of folds there is a contradiction the felder was a garment for severe weather the colour of clothes was the natural colour of the wool or dyed blue or scarlet the women of saga time were adepts as dyers white woollen cloth was generally worn by the thralls the dress of the vikings is described in the sagas of as bright colours as a salmon fly for norwegian rivers eagle skala grimson is described as riding to the thing with a flock of men with bright shields he wore a blue cloak had a golden helmet a shield inlaid with gold and a spear the shaft of which was ornamented with gold beaten into it he was girded with a costly sword in the saga of nayal and his sons kara so munson is described as standing by the mast of his ship with a helmet of gold and a gold inlaid spear he wore a kirtle of silk and his hair was full and fair also in the same saga when nial's son set out to slay thrayan for a blood feud skarpfadin and his brothers are mentioned as well as kara so munson skarpfadin went first wearing a blue kirtle bearing a shield and with his axe on his shoulder then came helga in a red kirtle with a helmet on his head and a red shield on which a stag was painted kara solmanson wore a silk jacket his helmet and shield were gilt and upon the latter was depicted a lion thrayan was killed by a blow from garpfadin's axe which cut down his skull to the teeth another picture of skarpfadin is when he attended the althing he wore a blue kirtle striped breeches high-heeled black shoes and a silver belt round his waist he had the battle-axe in his hand with which he had slain thrayan and a light shield he wore a silk cap and his hair hung down behind his ears another bright colouring is that of olaf pa or the peacock when he visited his grandfather merk yarton king of ireland olaf was forward in his ship and was thus clad he had breast armour a gold inlaid helmet on his head he was girt with a sword the hilt of which was ornamented with gold nails 
in his hand he had a long spear the shaft of which was carved he carried a red shield on which was a gilded lion when the irish saw this armor they fled to a village another sketch from the sagas is that of bola bolison on his return from miklagard or constantinople as related in the lax dealer's saga bola was such a dandy that he would not use any other clothes except scarlet and fur his arms were inlaid with gold he rode with twelve men dressed in scarlet on gilded saddles he was himself clothed in the dress of costly furs given him by the king of miklagard his sword fodbiter or footbiter was by his side its scabbard and hilt were decorated with gold his helmet was of the same metal he bore a red shield on which was a knightly device and in his hand he carried a dagger as was the fashion in foreign lands ornaments to fasten the dress were used by men as clasps studs and buckles of silver gold or a mixture of both metals rings of silver or gold were in common use there were finger rings neck rings and armlets the patterns were rough but never in bad taste and those of byzantine model were ingenious in pattern and at the present day there is nothing better in gold ornaments either in taste or design a gold armlet was the usual reward for a scald when he had sung a song in honour of a king or chief amulets were worn and much faith in their virtues was entertained a change of fashion came with the twelfth century snorri sturlson records that foreign customs and fashions were then introduced breeches with tucks in them were worn and gold rings on the leg kirtles were used with clasps at the sides and sleeves ten feet long and so tight that they had to be drawn up to the shoulder and fastened shoes were used so high that they had to be tied to the leg they were embroidered with silk and gold it is not improbable that preposterous fashions were then in vogue there is less evidence of the dress of women in the sagas than of men the innermost garment was of linen or silk and was called circer it was very little different from that of the men's circer except that it was wider at the breast women wore socks and shoes their kirtles were long and wide and were furnished with long sleeves although unmarried women often had no sleeves to their dresses belts were worn round the waist often of gold or silver and to them were attached a purse to hold rings and other small matters of value the housemother's bunch of keys hung from her belt the kirtle was sometimes called nam kirtle from nam a sort of stuff which was laced or bound by the belt tight to the waist an overdress was used called blia a sort of apron which was used as such as well as on state occasions it was dyed or of a coloured pattern and decorated with fringe or edging the kirtle was not so high as to hide the neck and breast but for this another garment was used called smocker a kind of neckerchief or cravat it was often the case that the neck was uncovered and ornamented with necklaces or chains a sort of loose dress was used called sloder with a long skirt or train the word is from sloth or the mark made by dragging an article over snow or sand although used by women it was also used by kings when they gave audience from the sagas it is clear that a bodice was worn above the kirtle in the lax dealer's saga when gudrun's third husband bola was killed in a blood feud at a satyr hut the pursuers met gudrun after the deed outside the hut she is described as dressed in a narrow kirtle with a tight-fitting bodice of figured stuff she wore a large ornament on her head and had about her a white cloth with blue stripes and fringe at the ends helga hard benson went to her and taking the cloth wiped her husband's blood off his spear with it this cloth appears to have been worn like a plaid halder told helga hard 
that such conduct was bad and cruel but gudrun only smiled she had already determined on helga hardbinson's death and he knew it under the four corners of that cloak is my fate said helga he was killed with the sword fodbiter by bola gudrun's son in the continuance of the blood feud in Niall's saga how gerda the jezebel of this traditionary history is often mentioned with regard to her dress she was very tall and handsome and like other people a nickname was given her according to the fashion of the saga time she was called how gerda langbrock long breeches her hair was abundant and fair and so long that it covered her she was fostered by a man called theostolf from the hebrides the evidence is conflicting whether he was a thrall or not he had killed many men and led to how gerda's mind being merciless as we shall see by her conduct she was married by her father to her first husband against her will her objection being solely that the match was a bad one she consulted her foster-father the Yastolf. when the wedding was over and the guests were riding home one of them asked his son what he thought of the wedding she how gerda laughed at everything was the answer i do not like such laughter said the father the first quarrel that took place between the newly married pair precipitated what had already been determined on thorvald her husband was murdered with an axe by fiostaf when gloom her second husband came to court her she was dressed in a costly woven cape underneath which she had a scarlet kirtle she wore a silver belt and her hair fell on each side of her head down her breast and was fastened to the silver belt gloom's fate was similar to thorvald's with the consequence that the old stoff was slain by frut halgerda's uncle when gunnar her third husband paid his court to her she was dressed in a red kirtle with a rich border her hair was abundant and fair and fell to her lap after her marriage she was the cause of the death of many men and involved gunnar the gentleman of the saga in a feud that led to his death solely because she had quarrelled with Nial's wife bergthora at a feast on a small question of precedence she refused to give place to any one and said she would not be shoved into a corner to revenge this slight she sent a thrall to steal food so as to put her husband in a difficulty theft was impossible to so noble and true a man when gunnar was attacked in his house and his bowstring was cut by a spear how gerda refused to give him a lock of her hair to mend it because he had once smacked her face she told him it was indifferent to her how soon he was killed after this deed of blood rangvig gunnar's mother drove how gerda away you have caused my son's death she said and shall not remain here of ornaments for women many specimens exist in museums finger-rings armlets neck-rings diadems clasps buckles brooches bracelets and ornaments that hung from the head or breast there were also beads of amber or metal it is clear from the foregoing that both men and women of saga time were fond of dress and show a learned professor states that the norman love of splendour was an inheritance from the old saga time End of section sixty five this recording is in the public domain